Welcome to Argue Bros, the podcast that gives you multiple perspectives on today's hottest topics. Hosted by Nico Pingin, Fred in Progress, and Jess Freeman. If you're looking for some inspiration from and for normal people, or simply want to know the bros a little more, you better open up your mind to the fresh perspective that's coming your way right now. And welcome to another episode of Argue Bros, where you got Jess Freeman, Fred in Progress, and Nico Pingdon ready to just relax today because we're chilling, guys. The Warriors just won the championship. Boston fans are sad. I'm so glad, man. I am so glad. I, I didn't even have a team I cheered for. I'm just glad the Boston fans are sad, man. Well, you know, Jason Tatum sent Kobe that text message telling that he got him today to make it to the finals. <laughs> Yo, when are you gonna text Kobe out and be like, "I'm sorry, I lost, but I got you next year." Yo, but that, ooh, that's tough. Them Kobe texts me going fire, man. That's tough because then you got Steph Curry that everybody's just comparing him to LeBron and MJ and Kobe and saying that he's not this, he's not that, and then he just decides to go monster. He's a beast, man. I wouldn't even cheer for the Warriors. I was just happy that the Boston Celtics fans lost because I'm tired. They so annoying, fam. Why? Because they came out of nowhere. or... Nah, cause they just they talk so much shit in comments and chat online. They like, yeah, bro. They talk too much. They talk too much shit. So I'll just have it. They lost. Nah, what had me messed up is there was a seventy five percent chance the Celtics was gonna win more than the Warriors. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it was like eighty nine. It was like eighty nine percent fan. It was like eighty nine percent. Not even, not even at the beginning of the no, no. The, before they even no, after started. game after game four, there was a seventy five percent chance that Celtics were still gonna win. Wow, they thought that they were gonna come back or something, bro. I don't. How? How? Man, the, them statistics, you know, they'd be really weird. They'd be just pulling them out of the thin air. That's why they call like the weird ESPN stats because they just like it's just like where did they base off of that information from? Like, nah, statistics can be made up. It's easy. Within the last two minutes, you just said three hundred and sixty-four pronouns and adjectives. That has not been done in the past. Three to six years, bro. That 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 is astronomical. That's that's <laughs> yo, ESPN. If you hiring for a sports analyst, yo, just Freeman, yo, he not only writes copywriting and emails and social media posts, this guy also does stuff like that. Like he'll come up with all your weird stats for you bro. for a very low affordable price. Nah, nah, but you know what I noticed too? Like ESPN, they like to make anything related to LeBron James. It's like, oh my lord, I knew you were gonna say that. Nah, it's it's true though. Tell me now, it's like Stephen Curry. <sighs> oh, he is him and Draymond and Klay Thompson are the only people to make it to NBA six times in a row, other than LeBron James and Cleveland Cavalier. Like, bro, they <laughs> got they got he, he's a standard to compare to. He's the standard to compare yeah, to. Or when he's dropped forty three points, it's like the last person to drop forty points. With LeBron James. <laughs> Bro, or Kevin Durant. Oh, you know, Kevin Durant was playing every single minute. The last person to play every minute of the playoffs was LeBron James in the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2018. Like, bro, what? what no, because they, they know what drives the media, and they're looking for that person that just drives the media. And that I don't is think LeBron. that's driving the media anymore, bro. I think that's just being extra. <laughs> I mean, if you talk to ESPN, they'll call you a hater because for them, they that's their blueprint. That's their bread and butter. If they don't, if they don't do it with LeBron, who are they gonna always be talking about? I mean, hey, bro, like AD's not going to the gym. You know what I'm saying? 
And then Draymond Green is going all petty, just like how how Pat Beverly was petty. But actually, Draymond can actually stand with the ring and with the championship. Let's be honest, though. If Pat Bev was 6'7", can we think like maybe him and Draymond would be in the same world? You feel me? <laughs> maybe skill-wise, but not team-wise. I mean, obviously not team-wise. The man been bouncing around and stuff like that, and I've been getting it. Nah, because I think if he was 6'7", I don't think he would be a defensive player as he is. I think if he was six seven, I would think he would put more emphasis into offense. Bro, he's six. He's six three. People that are over six feet think, "Oh, I'm already. I'm a great. I'm already tall. Let's get offensive going." I'm thinking that he might be thinking that I'm six three. My way of scoring is not at the elite level, but the way that I'm tenacious on defense, there's nobody that's gonna score on me. How? I think he, I think in his head, he is scoring. I think overall his game is at the elite level in his head. I'm not saying what we That's see. what I'm saying, but not scoring wise. But if he said, if I'm six seven, if I have those extra four inches. Do you not remember when he told Steph Curry like five years ago? The next five years are mine. <laughs> Bro, he thinks he's that guy offensively oh for real. So I don't. And I don't knock it because, bro, in his state, high school, he was dropping like 40 points every game. He, in college, he was still dogging people. Yeah, when he people. gets on an NBA team and they tell him his role is in defense, like, get your ass out there and guard the ball, not shoot it, okay? If you get a layup once in a while, good job. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's that's, like... That's uh, his assignment. I mean, that's his job. Because when it comes to NBA defense, he knows how hard it is. So he's like, dang, my offense can't triumph the defense that, you know, pretty much trying to create. Because if he, if he says that he's first team all defense and whatnot, that means when he faces somebody else who is first team all defense, is his offense first team offense? I don't think so. I don't think he can think it in his mind. Man, are they, they like a fifth to eight team offense? He still wouldn't make it. Okay, chill out. I don't even think top thirty. He a good defensive player. I mean, he see if I think Marcus Smart is a better version of him. Marcus Smart has really great defense and can score at least. So oh yes, yes, I agree. I agree. I don't think I don't think their play is the same. I agree. No, yes, because he's six man of the year. He plays super tenaciously defense. But Marcus has a jumper and he can drive and he can do no look passes. Like I know you saw that no look pass that he did to Williams. Right, we're not talking his passing is okay, but I mean like Marcus Smart is, a, is actually an offensive threat. You're gonna, you're gonna say that was okay? He did that no look. Marcus Smart game is great overall. Like, like he really he's, improved. He's been improving from being just defensively to adding that offensive. Because now he can play. And now, hello, now the three, Jalen, Jason, and, and Marcus, they're a core that's been there for a while. They're meshing well, but they just, Warriors, man. You know, the if the Warriors score more, like. Hold on, hold on. Let's keep it real, though. Let's keep it real. I love the Warriors. My man, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. I don't want to say carried or anything like that, but they definitely kept them alive throughout the whole playoffs, bro. Because those times Curry was absent. I don't think this was Clay Thompson. I don't think this was Clay Thompson's best performance, to be honest with you. Nah, bro, his first year back. He won on his first year back. He ain't even full health yet. He, he wait till next year. Oh, this was his first year back. I thought this was year two back. Oh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he played his best. I had a, it was good when he was doing good, but other than that, I was just like, you know, and exactly. They won without him doing that good. I mean, yeah, that's honestly all he was doing. <laughs> he was getting his work in. He was <laughs> running no matter, back and forth. Oh, no, no matter how good curry shoots or doesn't shoot 
just him being on the floor makes it all the other ones able to shoot more. So I don't, I don't even care if he, he could go zero. He can go zero and not score and still like you you everybody who scores should give him at least one fourth of their point. So by the end he got a bunch of points still because like the only reason he was able to score is because some of your defenders are cheating on him. Yeah, he was like getting triple teams. That's what Clay Thompson too though. Off the ball you didn't see there was like two people on him all the time. As soon as he touched the ball, they did not let him get close to the three. But Steph has that deadly step back. Draymond be setting those illegal screens, and Fred, you have to agree, those illegal screens by Draymond. Wait, wait, bro. But Draymond, nah, bro, he he is staying within the guidelines. He be staying within the guidelines. He knows where the limits yeah, are. He be clotheslining people and be looking at the ref, and he look at the ref and be like, "Why didn't you call the foul on him?" Like, what? You just like when he when he shoved Jalen Brown and they called the foul on Jalen Brown. I was like, what? <laughs> he just shoved him to the ground <laughs> and they called the foul. He was playing straight mind games with the Celtics, bro. Straight he mind playing games. Within, maybe within the confines because I don't know if you can push him. I can't believe he got ejected. I mean, he ran He had more game. fouls than points by the, like, six, by the game six, I think. Yeah, like... No, no, no. The key player as the wide warrior, the one was Iguodala, man. He was, he was an uh, amazing player coach, bro. Yeah, amazing player coach, bro. He was sending them young and straight. Hey, but this, hey, this is what I, yo, didn't I tell you though that the coaches aren't that voice in the locker room? I told you the player coaches like him. Player coaches Raffy like said, him. Rafi said coaches are unimportant and they don't do anything. They're not. No, no, they're no, not no. the voice you in the locker room. You said that they're the most important, and I said no. It has to be the heart of the team. The heart, like Kobe. Kobe was the most important of the Lakers. He was the most important. The it depends on the foundation. Huh? It depends on the foundation. Or will you say more? It would depend on the team. Because with Kobe, Kobe was the voice of the locker room, bar none. Same he, with LeBron. He, no, if Kobe was there, let's say, let's say if Kobe stayed on the Lakers, right? And Chris Paul got, got to the Lakers. If Chris Paul wanted to do a speech, I don't think Kobe would have been like, bitch, this is the Lakers. This is motherfucking Kobe world. Shut the fuck up and sit down, bitch. No, he would have been like, yeah. Yeah, but he had Dwight Howard and all them superstars, bro. Dwight Howard's probably Dwight Howard's probably pregame like, yeah, let's go look at fat asses. Yeah, <laughs> try to catch me an alley. Yeah, let's go L.A. baby. No, no, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. Yeah, are you talking about a forty-three-year-old Steve Nash, bro? Now you're just hating on him. How am I hating? He even they says put it himself. In work through it. They put in work. They were just injured. They were just injured. They were injury prone, but they were putting in work. You're you're one of those people that listen to hype, bro. Like just off of names. That's like uh, that's not good, bro. No, they were putting in numbers and they 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 meshed well, but then it just it fell when everybody started getting injured. They only played like twelve games together. They never meshed well. They barely played because they were always like injured. But anyways, I, back to what I was saying. St- you're telling me Steve Curry not the voice of the locker room. What you're telling me? Hell no, Steve Curry <laughs> nigga. over over Curry. No, no, no. Over Draymond? No! Bro, you see that clip he put out where Steve Kerr telling them to direct what they need to do? Nigga, no. I, 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 let me... What, 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 how important do you think a coach is to a team? Let me let me start there first. A coach is 100% important. On a professional team, is very different than... Yes, I'm talking about NBA. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... No, nah, it's not as important as, like, college. It depends how, how important the coach bonds with your most 
best player, pretty much. But if you also have a superstar all-star so take pop off the Spurs and because they have Tim Duncan, they no, can win. Pop is different me? because barely people have stars on the I promise you they wouldn't have won all those years if they took pop out and kept But Tim. what you're telling me is you take Steve Kerr off the, the Warriors and they would win without him. They've done it, bro. Luke Walton was winning. Are you kidding me? Luke Walton went 27-9. I'm talking about championships. Take Steve Kerr, take 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 Steve Kerr out, out off the Warriors and his adjustments he makes in the game and reading different teams and they they get one without him. What are you telling me? That all if the everyone's healthy, the you're thing. telling me that healthy Draymond, healthy Curry, all of them, they're not gonna win without. So the lineup, the one who makes the lineups and actually puts them in and takes them out when they need to be taken out. Bro, that's what assistant coaches are for. Bro, have you never seen a video of an athlete saying, "Don't take me out"? They do all that work. They do all that work. Bro, y'all are really underestimating coaches, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. I can't wait. I can't. Yo, yo, if y'all listen to this in comment section, tell them how wrong they are about NBA coaches. Y'all are crazy, bro. I'm talking about professionals. Y'all really underestimate yeah, the coaches. I'm talking about, like, bro, damn. it's the athletes. The athletes have to go out there and play, bro. It's just like the all-star game. Yeah, but they're they're playing to the scheme that the coach created. They're literally just filling in the pieces of the strategy that the coach has created. They're not. They're, they only have to perform. If they don't perform, then they lose the game. But they're performing on a strategy that the coach has created. The coach gets all the information from all the assistant coaches, the defensive coach, the offensive coach. And then they put all that together, scouting. Exactly. And so without that coach, they're without that brain. No, I'm, I'm talking about how important the coach is. I'm talking about overall how important the coach is. Y'all saying they're I'm not I'm talking important. about the voice in the locker room. You said voice in the locker room. And now you're moving the goalposts to say that they're the most. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying voice in the locker room. Voice in the locker room. And I said, if it's a professional team, the all-star is the most important. The all-star, the one who is the face of the franchise. They're the most important to follow the coach's plan. That's it's what like, the most it's like for example, it's like, for example, it's like, is it who's the most important to the Memphis? Is it John Morant or the coach they currently have? How do you like it so far? Don't forget to reach out via social media and suggest the next hot topics to argue about. And then you go down, Melissa. Is it is it is it uh, Kyrie Irving or KD or their coach? Is it Giannis Antetokounmpo? I'm not saying the coach is most important. Exactly. I'm saying the coach is very important because that's why you notice when 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 a team does bad, they sell. They'll get rid of the coach. He's they'll the get next rid of the coach most important. The player. And that's why he's the next most important in the locker room. In a team, we there's it an established known knowns, yeah, bro. There's, there's a hierarchy. And there's there's a no exactly like we all know even if you're not the best player, somebody might be emotionally more attached to the game that people love that shit and they feed off it and they let them lead them because they have that it's like almost like translated over to esports. Yeah translate over to esports. It's like having like that team leader kind of like you have your players and they'll have that team leader that you'll automatically they just like pivot to. You just automatically because you already know whether the coach, yeah, the coach sets the plan, but you still have, you need to have like a floor general. You need to have somebody there and that person off the court. To fight in the, the trenches with you, like people that never give up. That's whoever, whoever turns their back to like that. And that player needs to be, that player needs to be connected to the coach for all of that to flow. Because when that person, when that player says. Well, the coach is the final say though. No, for example, like think about when super players, uh, superstar players are pouting and, and whatnot, and the coaches are like trying to have the final say, like Doc Rivers. And I was like, we got to get him to play. Oh, yeah. We got to get him to play. <laughs> and he he's not shoot. playing. And he's not playing. And he's the superstar. He's the one that's supposed to, quote unquote, set the example. And he's the one that's supposed to follow the coach's guidelines. But when he does stuff like that, he's setting a bad example. But that just means he's not bought in. 
Some people are just not good coaches, bro. Some people. Are just I'm not, not saying good all coaches, coaches are not. I'm not. I'm saying in just a basic sense, a coach and a coaching system is very important on a winning team. Yes. Yeah. And, and they and they're not they're not undervalued up to the college level. Because the NBA players have to go out there and do the work. You're saying that's what I'm saying. I'm not changing this to go for You're saying that the coaches are not important when it gets to the NBA. What you're saying? Not as much as other level. Yeah, because in the college level, you have to have that plan and that strategy. That's always. So you're saying to work. you don't need that at the highest level NBA. That you don't need that plan. What are you talking? Not about? Not as much. Not as. What much. are you talking about? You have the plan still, just your superstar can, can outperform that. But you're going to need the plan regardless. You're saying your NBA athletes can't play without their coaches. They can't. They have to. They have to have a strategy. You can't just beat. You can't beat the best players in the world who have strategies and have coaches who actually make those plans. If you don't have a plan, all the teams have plans and the coaches have. Yes, anybody can come up with a good plan. Is what I'm saying. You think? Oh, the players are going to get together in like a little group and be like, "Yo, what are we going to do?" All right, what, what, what are you saying, Justin? What are you saying? When Luke Walton was the coach, every plan he came up with worked, bro. Yeah, because he's the coach. He came with a plan. That's what I'm saying, Colin. Because about? the No, because the NBA players are really good. Any plan will really work because they're really good. That's what I'm saying. They're so good. The players are so good. You can have a, you can have like a five-year-old draw an NBA plan, and it'll work because the athletes can play ball, and they can improvise on the floor. Yes and no. I disagree. So... So I agree with you, Fred, that coaches are important because with the Warriors, they were being really successful before they actually made their first finals appearance and championship run. But they was good under another coach, and that coach was a very successful coach, Mark Jackson. But he couldn't get them over that hump. So that's why they got Steve Kerr, which somehow elevated them. But without Steve Kerr, they still would have got there. You know what I mean? But... Think about it like that. So that's why I'm saying coaches aren't really important in that high level. It's like Derrick Rose with the Chicago with... Bulls. Like, he carried that team, bro. LeBron with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He carried that team. Nigga, in 2019, Raptors versus Warriors. Thompson out. Curry, I think, got injured halfway through. Curry still had a whole team of professionals. I said Curry. I mean, Curry still had a whole team of professionals. But yet... He got killed in five games, six games, versus versus a superhuman Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) Kawhi with Toronto. It's like, who was more important in that locker room? He was only there for a year, bro. Nah, Nick Nurse was important. Yeah, but he was the heart of the team, and he was just there for a year. He was the eyes of the team, not the heart. And because the, then when when he was leaving, people were, y- y'all remember when he was leaving and like uh, Toronto was just like offering like the most extravagant thing. Like, we'll name this this coffee shop after you, Kawhi, if you decide to stay. That's like, we'll give you 36 acres worth of land if you decide to stay. And like everybody else in the NBA is like, yo, we should start charging prices. Like, what's going on? Like, they're so, like, when, you're a, all- when you're a professional, bro, you negotiate your skills. You negotiate yourself. That's why. Some people overplay their role or underplay their role and get traded and do this and that. But when you're on a high school team or a college team, there's an establishment, bro. This guy's the best at offense. This guy's the best at defense. This guy's the shooter. These guys are big. These guys are hustlers. You feel me? It's not like a. I got my chest out. I know my skills. Everybody there is grinding to get to the next level. Now, I wish I wish it was that way, though, because then the really, really good coaches could really make like the complicated players listen or make the plays that they envision go 
that's different. That's behavioral problems. That's 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 what they do at home, how they grow up. And you know, that's like how that. it is, because you can have a good coach. But if the players don't want to listen, if the players don't want to do like the plays, like imagine pop having like a whole bunch of players that are arrogant and cocky and don't want to run those plays. Like, cause just cause San Antonio is signing random people, that's why it's so important to like have good coaching, good scouting, because you want to grab the person that's gonna assimilate the soonest. But the superstar, the all-star player, is the heart of the team, and they're the ones that the coaches listen to, as well as the players. So they're like the medium for everybody. Like, hey, coach, this is what the team wants to do, and then the coach can be like, all right, this is the game plan. Based off of that, that's why it's like in 2K and they, when you are allowed to play, you can have that conversation with the coaches. You could be like, hey, give me the ball all the time. <laughs> like, don't let me pass it to nobody. <laughs> like, let me let me run the offense entirely. And the coach has to say, man, no, you got to run my offense. No, if they do that, the GM can be like, you know what? You need to go. Just like why you think LeBron always fires all his coaches. It's like, you tell me I can't play. You need to go. That's what I'm saying. When you have enough pull as a superstar, you could do stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking about that. That's what I said. In the locker room, most locker rooms have that in the professional level. Even to add to that, like you don't see college coaches getting traded or quitting half, you know what I mean, like half season or mid season. They college coaches last at least five years, three years with their team, and then they move on to the next level or the next task in their career. You don't you don't see that with NBA players unless they're on a team like Warriors or Spurs. You know what I mean? Like, on the go, what good culture? The Heat with Spo. Yeah, exactly. Like the Heat. Those cultures. They give them time to build the. Because some teams are about their superstars, and some teams are about their coaches. Yes, yes. That's why I said like, not it's not it's not an everything. Because in the Spurs, they're like everybody's the same. Like uh, they're like socialists. Like everybody's the same in this now, area. Don't forget, they got that coach when D-Wade and LeBron was there, though. They got a ring with him, too. They got two rings with him, actually, so that's why they're keeping him still. Other coaches are like, it's like a capitalist. Like, the most valuable player, I'm going to listen to that guy. You know, you could go down every team, and they have that superstar, like Jimmy Butler. They're going to listen to him. And then when they don't, then he's like, I don't want to play for a team when I'm not the one that's being listened to. That's why I said, y'all chose this guy over me. Y'all chose Tobias Harris over oh. me? <laughs> Y'all chose him over me because he not. I'm a superstar. Why am I getting chosen over him? He's a scrub compared to me. That would, nah, that Jimmy, would... Jimmy need a ring, bro. I feel bad for my dog, bro. He need a ring. That's why Joel is gonna go to Miami, bro. What you mean? He's gonna get it soon. You think Joel going to Miami? I don't know. Are they gonna give Bam? Or like what? Where are you gonna go? Like, like how the Lakers went seven feet, get have like two seven footers and trade like some pieces, like even Cal Lowry to keep you know. Jimmy Bam and uh and Joel all together. Like, cause think about it, the Warriors, they're still they're still on a roll. We had Wiseman, I mean not we, because I'm not a bandwagoner. Sorry guys. But we Wiseman was injured, fam. And like Fred said earlier in the season, like he was putting a bucket. <laughs> like, not chill out. I like shooting, but not <laughs> not like not like that. Sorry. Fam. Warriors tell you to be strength in number, be like, yo, we almost got another number. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. <laughs> you know, it's a weird NBA stat that just came into my head. What? The Seattle Sonics, right? Supersonics. They've had a more recent playoff run than the Sacramento Kings. That's yeah. crazy. And ESPN stats, they be digging, bro. But that even crazier, when Sacramento gave up so many key people 
on so many trades, like every year, like when they've been on the lottery, they just choose the wrong people. I mean, and not knocking down any of the players chosen because it takes hard work to even to get in that conversation. I'm just giving them respect for, you know, all the hours, <laughs> all the hours of hard work. You know how many thousands of hours you got to go just to be selected number two? You see that check and be like, you know what? I don't think I know. I mean, they're winning in life and losing in the NBA. So, I mean, exactly. Because they see that. Like, if you number two, I think you get 20 million. And number three, you get 10 million. Number one, you get 30 million. And so it's like that, you know, one, two, three. That's why it's like Greg Ogan is like, being, I never have to work again. I think he's working, though. <laughs> nah, that's, nah, that's facts. That's facts. He's, he's definitely working or like going to school, bro. So <laughs> Yo, hey, hey, you know why he's working? It's because he didn't take a presenter's for higher course about effective money management. That's why. Because if he would have taken a course like that, though, he wouldn't have that kind of issues because he blew all his money, man. No, I think he blew his knee out. Some. <laughs> oh, my Lord. No, no, I'm saying because, it, no, because when you make 20 million, even if you blow your knee out, like, bro, 20 million? Nah, yeah. Do you, are, are y'all familiar with his story? No. No. I feel bad for him. It, it wasn't, he didn't blow his knee out, bro. This was like a pre existing injury since childhood. And it just. Oh, no, I'm not talking about his ball skills. I'm talking about his money management skills. Like, if you, if you have 20 million. Oh, I don't know about his money. How do you know? You don't know that. You don't know. Can I see him in schools and stuff like that? When you're drafted, they they disclose the salary. That's why, like, no, I'm saying you don't know if he if he's broke or not. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, because when Fred when Fred said that he need he's working, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> no, no, he probably he probably just want more. You know, he probably just want more. He went from twenty million to like only maybe a million or two left in the tank, and needs to go back to school to you know be an. Hey, we seen Kwame Brown, nigga. Don't forget. That bus life still good. <laughs> no, nah, I think it's, I think he's I think he's smart because he played for a long time. He I think I think he was smart with his money. I don't know. Well, you think you think he's doing all that attention because he needs the money? Nah, bro. It don't matter if you're smart with your money. He was drafted just... number one. That's thirty mil off rip. I mean, he got a college degree, got a job if he wants to. He regular ass man. He got thirty mil off rip. So unless he blew it, which I doubt it, because he said like he was always humble, never really spent his money, sent money back home. So it's like I don't see. Yeah, that's him probably like, how he wasted his money, sending too much back home. <laughs> no, I understand, yo. Some, yo, sometimes families be asking for money, and it's like, yo, fam, I'm not even, I'm not in the NBA. Like, what are you, what are you asking for? Like, hold on, now. Fam, where, you, where do you get thirty million from for the first draft pick? I'm confused. Are you looking? Are you looking up the numbers, Fred? Appreciate yeah, I'm confused. That. Yeah, I'm like thirty million. <laughs> I'll get thirty million for getting the first draft pick. Hold up, now. Now, that, that hierarchy is true, but I don't think those numbers are true. Because number one does get the most, number two as Yeah, okay, well, so only their first two most. years are fully guaranteed. They get anywhere from 2 to $10 million for the first year. Most of them got, and then, like, and then they get their team options and their falling options. So within the first four years, they could get about 30 to $45 million if they with their team options and everything like that. But only the first two years are guaranteed, which will get around like $20 million maybe maybe. You... Cade Cunningham, $45 million contract. Jalen Green, $40 million contract. Evan Mobley, $36 million. Not at all. That's just strictly contracts, and that's He's the total looking, value. But, but 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 you're wrong, because the way you stated it, you stated like they just guaranteed they get $40 million. No. I didn't say they guaranteed. Get two, no, you threw guaranteed. No, you, I didn't state guaranteed. Things, you state things as if they're fact. That's why I have to bring up no, the No, you can say it, but I did not state it is a fact. I did not stay guaranteed. I said 30 million. You get million two years guaranteed money, and then afterwards you get qualifying where they, where they, they just, the team decides to offer you. Exactly. 
And not so no, nah, you get maybe nine million, ten million to twenty million. It's not a guaranteed contract, but if they play the part, they get the money. No, nah, you stated as if it was guaranteed. You can't make statements and then not. All right. So like for that. those that wanna be clarified like Fred, a guaranteed first round pick is twenty million. Is that is that is that better stated, Fred? Okay. I said thirty million because that's what the contract is worth. I did not state guaranteed or guaranteed. If you get injured in that year, you out. If you get injured in that guaranteed, you injured, you out, man. No, no. The guaranteed, the guaranteed is just you're you're able to be on the team and participate. Not even because Ben Simmons was injured, Blake Griffin was injured. You still nah, get nah, paid nah. injured. Ben Simmons was injured for like four years before he actually played. Your extensions is based off of the team wants you, like you originally said. Your prediction of what of your value. Exactly, because they can decide to extend you despite being injured, or they can say no. So, for example, it's even more because the last time I saw it was at 30. So that just means the NBA is making even more money because the first the first pick has the opportunity to make 45 million, bro. That is crazy for just knowing how to hoop. Man, they still man, they paying Zion Williams' food budget still to this day. And he bro. got an extension. <laughs> Think about it. He got an extension and he's barely been playing. Okay, his food budget to the day, bro. He's, hey, like, nah, I'm he's the clear though. Show. He's clear to play this season, so and, that's good. And that, those are NBA. Imagine those imagine those endorsements. Man, we gotta have an over-under on it. Will Zion won't get injured <laughs> this season. Yo, anybody listening, you already heard what Fred said. Over under where, where can I gamble at? Where can I gamble at? Put some I'll put thousand on him get injured. In the first half of the season, he's, nigga, he's, nah, he's from Louisiana, bro. They got good voodoo going on on him. The gumbo healed him for the last two years, bro. He's gonna show with some beads on that gumbo's <laughs> giving him a lot of extra healing, my guy. Bro, he's gonna be injured in the first, the first, the first half of the season, bro. I mean, I saw, I saw him do a windmill, so I think, I think he's pretty good. But bro, he looked like an old man when he came off that. He bounced like started walking away, wobbling, shifting his hips, bro. He looked injured. Uh, I, I think, I think that's bro. just how he walks, just like Kenny the Jet Smith, like because just... he got too much weight on him. He got to shift his weight so much. I'm telling you, bro. He don't Damn. Damn, Fred, stop speaking out of expertise. Jeez. <laughs> he goes, he goes, he gonna be injured, fam. I guarantee. If he don't get injured, I'm gonna be surprised. I'm gonna be surprised, but he gonna get injured. Nah, nah, he probably won't. His team just won't get nowhere. They need to put their money behind Brandon Ingram instead of um Zion Wilson, honestly. Brandon Ingram is a way more guaranteed prospect. Yeah, bro. He's a superstar. He, he coming. Put that money where 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 the one who's actually doing something. Who who has current more locker room pull? Not Zion, because he didn't even communicate when CJ was coming, came to the team. So what do you mean? <laughs> facts, facts. How do you not say what's up to CJ when he's on the team? I don't see, CJ McCollum like, what, bro? Get out of here, bro. Zion probably didn't even know the news because he probably doesn't even care. No, nah, Zion was eating. was like, oh, CJ, come on. Okay, let me eat this chicken. and forgot, bro. He totally he forgot. Man. Man he ain't playing, playing that much anywhere. Oh, Yo, my for Lord. real, for real. He like, Bethany, Bethany. Oh, my God. Let's send the little snaps and shit, bro. Like, come on. I can't. I, I mean, hey, it's gonna be interesting if he does play, but I doubt it. I mean, I, I doubt he. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna play to the level people think he's gonna play. I don't know. Every everybody with athleticism like that at an early age, they really hype him up to be like the next LeBron James. But it's so hard to be the next LeBron James, bro. To me, this guy is the next Charles Barkley. Like Charles Barkley is a solid ass player. Zion. Nah. Yeah. Bro, yeah, that's to me, I agree. Is if healthy, you got to put that at if healthy, because if not, back to Mr. Odin. Don't forget though, Charles Barkley was still battling weight problems as well throughout his whole career. The difference is, is that he was battling through the games. Nah, nah, nah. I know. Hold up, now. I'm not trying to put him on that same level. I'm saying just like Shaq. Shaq was battling 
through the weight. He was battling through it. No, Shaq was just Shaq was pure muscle. He never even trained to be that yeah, that's why Kobe was always mad at him, you know what I'm saying? But you know, that's just how people are at times. And either you take it or you leave it. But you know, that's that's usually how it is in the NBA. Certain players have certain flexibilities that other players just don't have. Like, look at it this way. Like, in Miami, there's, like, a weight restriction thing. And now Kyle Lowry, he is above that. He's, like, above 13% body fat or whatever. Now he's going to have to figure out whether he is the superstar that he says he is. Or they're going to be like, we're going to trade you. Man, he's retiring, bro. You think so? I I think he announced it. What do you mean? No. uh <laughs> I'm for... Nah, I think he announced it, bro. He, I think he's retiring. Well, they must have told him, like, hey, man, we don't need you no more. <laughs> Yo, bro, you need to go somewhere else this season. <laughs> no, or he, yeah, he, oh, no, nah, come on now. Don't say that. No, nah, I don't think so. I think he's just pulling my leg. Nah, bro. Nah, I can't believe it. He might, he's definitely going to have to sign up one day to go back to Toronto. What? He actually did confirm that? I told you. Which gives more, which gives Miami more room to grow and actually go for that championship run. But I'm a big Kyle. But why did he even go to Miami if he was gonna just? Cause he he knew, bro. His his, his career is coming to an end, or his like he's just not his play capacity. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he oh he he doesn't want to be like Vince Carter, like just like going and 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 keep trying, or Andre Iguodala. He's just like I'm not gonna do that type stuff. Yeah, because there's certain players that they're like, I'm not doing that. Like, chill out, man. Like, y'all too young to be trying to dunk on me and stuff like that in practice. Like, that's not me. Because I think that's mainly what it is. And Vince can get up there. So he's like, nah, I can still dunk on y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, other players, like Andre. Andre can still dunk. You know what I'm saying? He might not be doing it all the time. But I still, he can. I think he can still do it and whatnot. But, man, that sucks that he's going to retire, bro. Man, cause him and him and uh, Demar Derozan used to be really deadly, and now it's like a wasted year. And I think that's why he said, if you're not playing for a championship, you're just losing. I mean, or you're just. Uh, we're talking about Kyle Lowry, how he he's gonna retire. I didn't know that he announced his retirement, and I, I guess it makes sense because if if you're not playing for a championship, if you're not playing for a championship, you're wasting your time. Not now they're playing millions. We're talking about. I mean that's what he's saying as a champ, and he I think he's saying it because he's he's fluffing his feathers like I got a ring, like hey hey I got a ring you know what I'm saying so if I'm not playing for another one like Man, what's give the me whole that point? vet minimum hey that'll set you for life on year one. Bro, I'm saying he he, I mean he must have some other better plan unless he unless it's a bluff. No, of course, because you know NBA players they always got stuff up their sleeve. Like even even the lowest rookie, his starting year is one million nine hundred thousand. That's starting. And then the second year is two million. If you waste your money, of course you're not gonna have much. But if you're in the top percentile, or if even if you make it and then you work your butt off, then you can get that contract, somebody to buy you out and whatnot. Like like Gary Payton, like bro, I can't believe he was gonna try to be a video coordinator. Like you know how crazy you have to be to dedicate yourself to a team organization? Cause he's like, I don't wanna go to another team. Like, sheesh, like I've been bounced around. Like I will, I'd rather just you know that seventy, eighty k. I'm fine with that. I don't even need these millions. Just let me stay at this this location, this team, because I'm tired of like having to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. He went from like wanting to work for the team to actually playing on the team. 
and to winning a championship with the team and being a solid contributor. Uh, same team. year. <laughs> While he got like injured like a couple of weeks before, like, dude, like that is so crazy. Like, how is he even human like that? Same with Jordan Poole, like hitting like half court shots at the third quarter and second quarter. Like, bruh, how is he so automatic? And why is Steph looking at him like a proud father? Like, that's my boy. <laughs> like, I taught you well. Man, I, Kendrick Perkins is hilarious. All those hate on the Warriors, people eating him up now. Even Draymond on his little podcast thing was like, was in, in, in the night of them winning, was was shitting on Kendrick Perkins. Like, you you talk, you don't know basketball, so you got to say all this drama shit. And that's why you talk about us losing and stuff like that. I was like, damn, Kendrick getting shit on from every angle right now. Like a lot of like a lot of the uh, NBA analysts talking about the Warriors weren't going to win, which they nah, they weren't wrong theoretically. But but some of them talk trash. Some of them talk trash with the one ones who are going after. And that's the problem. Is like if it's your job to speak, just speak. But then the moment you start adding like that little flamey flame flame, you know what I'm saying? It becomes a little dangerous. Because then now you're giving them extra motivation to not only play well at this stage and at you, the highest and level. And you remove your credibility as well in the future. I don't think it removes the credibility because they're always going to say I'm an NBA player. No, not if they talk, not if they have real shit takes like completely oblivious takes even up to the final part where you just won't admit you're wrong. Mm. But that's why that's why Draymond said that you're just saying this for the media because you know what's up. Like I think it's just like it's a business. Yeah, it's, I think it's just a business. And I think about it if his if it's his job and they're in his earpiece telling him don't agree and he knows in his heart in his heart he knows, but he can't like if he's under contract like if his contract says you have to do what's going to rile up the attention. Then he has to take that L for that check. It's a conspiracy, Fred. Come on now. You know me. Man, bullshit, nigga. We got JJ on there giving the numbers and stuff. Sound like an actual intellectual human being. Yeah, he sounds nice about it, too. And he's fact-checking it. It's Stephen A at every step. And he growing quicker than all the rest of them were spewing bullshit. I, I don't know about growing because I don't know about you, but JJ's have been having podcasts. He's been speaking for a long time. He just got the ESPN upgrade. Yeah, the growth. And the reason they upgraded him and brought him on is because of what he does on his podcast. Now, yes, he's on, he's doing what Kobe used to do, the Kobe, the, the detail thing where like he breaks down plays and character. He's doing that stuff too. Like he's growing all over the place because of his, his, his ability to speak and his, and his explanation of the game. Seeing a lot, a lot more voice like that, less less drama and gossip. So it's interesting to, to see how the space is changing. And, and see, we still, we still, I still enjoy, um, Skip screaming dumb shit to Shannon Sharp and and Stephen A going crazy. I still enjoy that. It's funny. It's funny, regardless if they're wrong or right. So I'm still one of the ones I, I watch it. I'll have in the background here Stephen A screaming a, a blood gasket about random shit. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to say, and then speaking of the ability to speak and present, what do you have cooking coming up so far, Fred? Uh, no, just something in the workshop for a little bit. It's me, Rafi, coming up with. Going to be solving some business problems, a little bit of presentation skills. Well, you heard it there, guys. If you like the Argue Bros episode, if you liked the Warriors, if you didn't like the Warriors, because a lot of people didn't like the Warriors, if you liked the Celtics, if you thought the Celtics should have won, let us know. Leave a like, comment, subscribe. Let us know if you guys missed us. And we're going to keep dropping much more. And as Fred said, stay tuned because we are coming up with things that may help if you are a business owner and you are looking for a little bit more clarity about how to uh, function and make sales and you know all that business stuff. Anyways, without further ado, Argue Bros, we out. Argue Bros. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave us a review to let us know what you think. 
keep listening and we'll catch up with you next week.